0: and to work to eradicate poisons all over the world. Wait, I don't think that was in the SNES <laughs> version. I don't think it was either, but it's just, that's funny. Oh, it's so,
1: it's, so it's a poison disarmament? <laughs> <laughs> that's a, it's a noble, it's a noble cause.
0: <laughs> What's up? Welcome back to the State of the Arc podcast. My name is Mike. My name's Kason. And today we're going to talk about Final Fantasy VI. Uh, We left off when the party arrived in Vector, which is, well, not so much Vector as just the southern continent, but heading towards Vector, which is the capital of the Empire. The place where all the uh, spotlights were. Yeah, in the sky. Shooting out from there. And uh, one of my favorite shots of the game, the airship just slowly approaching. Um, But you land pretty far south. There's a couple of other towns you can explore a little bit. One of them is Miranda, which I think is to the west. Oh, That's yeah. where the girl lives for that letter writing quest between the guy at yes. the Veldt that we met. The guy in the was belt. Injured. Yeah. A defective, or a soldier who had defected from the Empire.
1: Also, interesting note about Miranda, I believe it was
0: General Celeste who conquered Miranda. Yes. Yes. Right? We will so. definitely talk more about that yeah. uh, here in a little bit good scene
1: also wanted to bring up something that was i could not believe this in the comments did you read the people talking about how that crazy old I, man I did who wanted you to fix his clock mm-hmm. he secretly was giving you like the time in zozo so yep. you can set the clock yep that uh, when i first
0: read it i was like hey you guys are crazy man you guys are there's <laughs> no
1: that way out. that that's true um, it it seems, is absolutely it true. It just
0: seems way too. It, there's no way it's a coincidence. <laughs> no, it's just not possible.
1: Just and and I've heard that they've changed it too because there was a part where he said, uh, "The grass out back is 25 feet tall. Get to it on the double." And the idea yeah. is that you're supposed to double 25 to get 50. Yes, right. <laughs> Right. but in uh newer translations he just says the grass is 50 feet tall to help make it easier to i guess easier, not like right? anyone would ever yeah. make this <laughs> connection though <laughs> oh I know, it's, it's
0: unbelievable it's, it's crazy I, I couldn't i couldn't believe i couldn't believe that it's, <laughs> yeah. it's unreal but that's the kind of thing that these old rpgs they, they hide little things they like would that everywhere and yeah. even if nobody
1: ever notices it especially not on their first playthrough ever anybody a single person mm. it's still cool that it's there <laughs> yes
0: yes um, there was another comment I read that I thought was really, uh, um, there were several that was really clever. It's just funny and clever. Yeah. So this is, uh, na Nam E. So it's a name, but like there's a space between the M and the ACE or Nat Nam E, I think, or Num- something Num- like a. that. To the South. No uh, Zozo is my least favorite RPG town and I never liked its terrible music. Very nice people though. <laughs> doing that Isn't always, that
1: always opposites kind of thing. Yeah. Right? yeah
0: that's funny. Always tell lies. <laughs> he told one of, he was doing dialogue like the people of Zozo. So I, I thought that was clever. I really liked oh, that. That was fun. Congratulations Nami for that great comment. And somebody else
1: also mentioned, cause we were a bit harsh on the use of amnesia. In ah, Locke's yes. past with
0: Rachel, um, but then they, back they to, connected with Tara. Yeah, I mean that's true, and and like, I
1: hadn't really thought of it that way.
0: I I, I I get that, like that that's the reason why he might initially have been drawn to her, right? Like yeah. he's so shocked and like, oh, I got to help you because, well, and especially and when Tara girlfriend. says,
1: oh, I can't remember anything, and Locke's like, he like freaks out and he's yeah. like, you have amnesia, yeah, and it's right. like, you know, to meet two people with amnesia in. It's crazy. Any any amount of time in your whole life, <laughs> Meet is, one person kind of with amnesia. Incredible. is crazy. <laughs> Cuz it like basically doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Almost ever. Very but rare. Anybody that, in the comments yeah. if you've ever had amnesia, please let us know. I don't think it's very common, <laughs> but um you you're probably not alone. There would be at least a few dozen other people out there, but Yeah.
0: Anyway, um so y- there's, you know, probably a few things we could talk about with the other towns, but I think we'll skip over that for now. Okay. Go straight into Vector. Okay, good, um, good, The first thing I took note of here was oh, some...
1: Oh, I do have to mention, because we have played a game called Xenosaga. Oh, yes. And I, you know, when I talked about the word Vector a yeah. little bit there, mm-hmm. um, it's great because, you know, car- people who worked on this game worked on that game. Yeah. Um, and the question is, well, what does Vector mean? It's a vector for something. Vector for what? Okay. Yeah. That's like the idea. What is the, What is vector a vector for? Why Why is
0: it <laughs> called vector? Just <laughs> wanted to throw that out there. Well, while we're doing that, might as well throw out the name Gestalt. Gestalt. Gestalt, gestal, gestal, which is yeah. similar to another game we played in the past Nier. <laughs> That's right. Probably some Gestalt. connections it
1: with mean, that. It means like ghost or something like that. Something, something along the lines of ghost.
0: Yeah. But, uh, yeah. There was somebody who was wanting us to like... Try to talk about that more, and you know why would why would they the, name it that?
1: <clears throat> I I've been, it's in the been in the back of my head this this whole playthrough, and I can't I, I have not yet put my finger on it exactly why it's called Gestalt other than th- this would be the idea, the idea that I've come up with, the best I can do is that the emperor is resurrecting the go- the demons of the past.
0: Yeah, sure. Right.
1: So it's like you dig up ancient Egypt tomb and oh no, the scorpion king is gonna come out and kill yeah, everyone in a right. dust storm, right? Um, that's more or less what's happening here. Gestahl is mining deep into the girth, or well, Narsh was mining into the earth, I guess, but Gestal is discovering these demons and trying to resurrect the past. Um, that's the best I can do. Gestahl is trying to resurrect the ghosts. The ghosts of, of the past.
0: The war of the magi. That's what he's trying to do.
1: Dude, everyone wants you to like go into a movie trailer voicing now.
0: Yeah. Just do the whole podcast like this from now on. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, that'd be great. Vector. <clears throat> <clears throat> so right. we arrived there. I think the first note I took here was that we get a little bit of dialogue about Kefka. Um, I don't know if yeah. you saw this. There's an NPC in the pub and it's only on like the second time you talk to him. So you, you mean you to go the cafe? The- yes yes sorry very important nintendo (laughs) this is very um, strict about this podcast is for uh ages that's right Uh, it's for all ages so we have to call it cafe
1: yeah
0: um k through a yeah (laughs) yes so it's one of those things where you talk to the npc you exhaust their first Dialogue. Then you talk to him again. Oh, and they get a different then, one.
1: then I may have missed it yeah. if that's the case. Um, but maybe not. Let's, let's.
0: So what he says is, all the soldiers at the Magitek Research Facility can use magic now, all thanks to that genius Sid, apparently. So there's yeah. Sid here, a, a new character. He is like the head researcher of uh, the Magitek Research Facility that is here in the city. Yeah, where they're doing their experiments and extracting. Um, magic from espers and stuff. But the second time you talk to him, he says, here's another one for you. That Kefka guy, they say he was Sid's first experimental magic. Yes, knight. I
1: did. I did. Re- I yeah. did hear
0: this. Yes. The process hadn't been perfected yet. Kefka ended up with an extraordinary magic power, but it shattered his mind. So that's a great like definition
1: yeah. of Kefka. Cause this is what's crazy. We're getting a little bit of conflicting info. Kefka has extraordinary magical power. We have not seen that not necessarily yet, no <laughs> no, um, and also his mind is broken, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> for sure <laughs> that's for dang sure um but we're this is the first time we're hearing that Kefka is extremely powerful because uh as of yet, our fights with him are not they're more akin to the fights with ultras
0: <laughs> uh, right, right. yeah, so you know, a little bit of possible. Well, certainly, like, r- giving us a little bit, a tiny bit of history on him and, like, yeah. how he became the way he became. But um, but he was an experiment. Is, this what is, is, you know, is
1: some um, Sephiroth, you know, Final Fantasy seven. You know, another and
0: probably and, connection to that, yeah, 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 which we've seen several already, right? But, mm-hmm. um, of course, uh, Celeste was as well. But ah, yes, she yes, came yes, after he did. So it seems the process, what, whatever it was, might not have been as either intense on the body or mind. She came out with her mind intact. He did not. Yes. Also.
1: Well, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of their other differences later too, I think.
0: So, um, yeah, took a note on that. So we get more on him. Let me see here. Yeah. I'm back to this one. So, um, basically what you're supposed to do here is you, you are trying to find a way into the castle or a way into the research facility, I should say. Um, and there's an, a kind of a man standing behind some boxes kind of it's towards like the the right side of the main screen of vector
1: and mm-hmm. he's like hey
0: like i'll distract him while you get yes. in there <laughs> and it's just some dude right okay so isn't I he a returner though isn't he a returner uh i i don't remember but i would guess yes or but he totally knows, knows he's what just what like ps-
1: hey <laughs> <clears throat> I think that's pretty magical. I I'd say that's pretty cool.
0: Effing love <laughs> the animation because he 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 the way he says it it like gives oh, this impression yeah. that he has like a really right. good plan and he's gonna <laughs> like right. make a distraction. But like all he does is like jump and like go crazy, He just like start <laughs> spinning around and like jumping.
1: Doesn't <laughs> doesn't he pretend that he's got some he's weird like sick disease and he like something? pukes yeah, on yeah. their feet
0: or something like that? <laughs> and then we just like crawl up on a like a beam. Like overhead, just like go go behind him and get inside. But I just um, thought it was so funny. He's like, Okay, I got a plan. Like, I'm going to distract them, use this beam to get in. And he's like, He gets ready. And then he just starts like jumping (laughs) towards them, like just like acting completely insane.
1: (laughs) You'd think because he's been here waiting for a while. (laughs) He's he's like like, been watching, waiting for his opportunity. He's hiding behind the boxes, scanning. Like, I know what I'm going to (laughs) do. This is like what my kids do. Every now and then, my daughter will be like, you know, she'll shout to my son and be like, distract him, distract daddy whenever I'm playing, you know, being a monster. And then they'll do the funniest things to distract me while one of the kids goes around me and jumps on my back. And it's just like, I, anybody would see that coming, you know? It's so funny.
0: Oh, it's so funny. I was laughing so hard. Okay. Like I think I laughed harder at this than I did at the Ultros five minute thing, which I laughed really hard at as well. <laughs> That's right. You laughed for uh, about exactly five minutes. Yeah, exactly yeah, Exactly five minute laugh. Time. This to- one this one had yeah, another thirty seconds on it, I guess. But Okay, so so, you know, you get inside. Um there's not much to describe here other than that I really like the designs, like all the designs oh, and yeah. vector uh, as far as architecture buildings. It's cool. It's awesome. Very industrial, but very, exactly. Yeah. But it's also like
1: very industrial and it's it ugly in a, It's like uh what would you say? It's a, it's an unholy amalgamation of a castle (laughs) and industrial like like coal power plants. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like plates of steel, just like hammered on in different parts of the wall, you know, and like, like I look at that and I'm just like, what did this look like before? I want (laughs) to see the older, you know, but it does look super cool in the way that, um, the art kind of is able to show like what this city's become. Right. Like it used to be a thing and it's kind of been, uh, plated over with these like steel plates and mm-hmm. this industry and all these uh, power plants and smokestacks and all that stuff. Yeah. Really, also really nice. Also, uh, the castle itself is uh, in the form of a ziggurat. So it's mm. got different levels to it and yeah. it looks like an ancient Babylonian ziggurat. Yeah. Kind of like a that pyramid
0: shape. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like a, like a Mayan.
1: Pyramid. Yeah. Like those. Um, which is, I don't know, really cool. Obviously evokes some like ancient religious kind of imagery. It evokes the ghosts of the past. You Ghost could of say, the past. <laughs> Man, I guess there you go.
0: That's why they named it that. Um, yeah. So there's not much to say story-wise okay, until you is. Get up to is. I Capcom. found
1: my note. I found my note. Okay. okay. I wrote a rando, a rando returner is going to help <laughs> us get into the research facility. Yep. Oh, okay. So the song that plays, Sid's workshop song, as Uh, soon as you get into this factory, mm -hmm. it plays um, sort of, I guess, Sid's theme, but uh, this is really the first time you hear it. There was an OC remix like 20 years ago of this uh, song. Do you remember? And it's like that industrial mm, beat. It's freaking sweet. It's freaking sweet. <laughs> it was really good. And now it's been a long time since I've heard it. Um, Dude, I'm going to find that right now. We should listen to it. It's, it was my favorite one. And it kind of, it, it introduced me to the possibility
0: of industrial as a musical oh genre. My gosh. Overclocked remix is a website that still exists. <laughs> I, well, no. I, I know they're on youtube now but i didn't right.
1: it was actually really hard because they would do their own things and if you upload to them then you can't upload it to your own youtube channel so people no. started just putting stuff on youtube instead, instead of, of them there. yeah and that kind of youtube kind of screwed up what they had going because they had a really cool thing going they were they attracting did. some Dude, talented I musicians i come here all the time well jeremy soul did some he oc did. remixes he
0: did and... a final fantasy 6 oc remix Wh- for, um, which one for uh oh my gosh I think it's dancing mad. No, no but way. It's, it's not like it's not like the whole thing. It's just just like a part certain of it. It's parts like of a it. ten-minute song. But it's really good. It's yeah. like got a choir and stuff, and it's it's really really well done. He is a
1: very talented musician. There's um, a Super Mario RPG one too that I absolutely loved. Okay. looking through the window at the stars. That All was right. that. I'm
0: not going to get too distracted by looking at ocean We're here to do a podcast. <laughs> it's just
1: <but. laughs> that one song, Sid's Workshop. It's called Sid's Factory or Sid's, Sid's Workshop. And it's just, it is, it is so fun. It's so cool. Yeah, it's awesome. My childhood. That was one of the themes to my childhood. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you come across Kefka at a certain point as you're kind of going through this dungeon. And he's got yeah. Shiva and Ifrit there, the, the two espers. He says, I'm a god. I'm all powerful. So, again, kind of conflicting mm, with like yeah. our actual encounters with the guy before. Yeah. But like, like you said, this dude in the cafe <laughs> is um, <laughs> hinting at this great power that he has, right? Yes, I'm a yes, god. Yes. I'm all powerful. Wee hee hee. I'll collect more Espers. I'll extract their magic and then I'll revive the warring triad. This is a new yeah. term. We've not heard this word before, this term before it warring triad.
1: Warring triad. So in my translation it just says, I will restore the statues. The statues in That's the original tra- in yeah. the
0: original translation. Yeah. So don't know much about that yet. We'll learn about that later and talk yep. about it later. But, but just then, keep that term in mind. Warring triad are the, the goddess statues, I think they call yeah. them in the original translation. The goddesses, even though they're gods.
1: <laughs> we'll get into that. There's some funny stuff there. Yeah. Um, Kefka then like discards a bunch of used espers like down into a trash yeah, heap. We kind of follow them down there. Um, it's Ifrit and Shiva. Yep. Um, but yeah, they're just like killing and just like doing
0: away with tons of espers. Just throwing them away. So you end up going down there and fighting them as well. Yeah. Uh, I think if, if it says I sense a kindred spirit, she says, who are you? You have Rama's power. Wait, we're espers. So you fight them. You prove that you're worthy, which is like a very (laughs) traditional, traditional final fantasy thing to do. (laughs) Going back all the way to the first one, I think like Bahamut. Mm. Um, It's like, you know, let me see if you're really like strong enough to be able to wield my powers. You fight them and prove to them your worth. And then they say, I'll go with you. So that's kind of, you know, what's going on here. So you defeat them. Um, and if says "Gestal has captured many more of us, they're all here being drained of their powers. I too suffered my turn in one of the capsules. And Shiva says, when they finish draining us of our powers, they dump us down here to die. We haven't much time left. So they're going to die anyways. They decide to gift themselves as magicite to us. Hmm. So that's where we get the Shiva and Ifrit magicite. Okay. And so then you make your way up the stairs. Yep, You end up meeting... Sid, there's a boss fight, I think, before this. Yeah. You get into the room with the capsules. Yeah, the tubes, the research tubes. Yeah, and there's a bunch of espers in all of them. And we meet Sid. This is uh, one of the more interesting Sid... In incarnations of this series. <laughs> yeah, he uh, is. He he's is. got like a banana yellow suit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like a hazmat something or other. Maybe right? that's, yeah. actually,
0: that's actually, I didn't see, I didn't read it that way just looking at the sprite art, <laughs> but that's probably what it that's is. That's probably not what I it was supposed to it. be. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's You know, uh, Sid usually in the series is a character who works on airships or is a pilot of some kind. Yeah, He's usually associated with the airship. airship. This Sid is not because Setzer is the airship guy in this Mm. game. So Sid is, uh, you know, studying magic and espers and extraction of magic from them and that sort of thing. So he's complicit in all this stuff that the Empire is doing, or at least seemingly so. He says, what are you doing here? What are those? Oh, and then he this is where he realizes that you get you get magicite by killing espers, which I think is an interesting point. Like all the experiments they've done on these espers, they haven't killed one yet. So
1: yeah. They isn't that kind of funny? But here's the thing. This? <laughs> they throw these espers down into that like trash heap. Yeah. And then there's bones there of like yeah. th- things that have died. Don't the espers j-
0: just die? And turn into magisite. Like they turn into magisite when I, they die. My only guess on confused. this, I haven't looked this up. I'm I'm sure that there's some kind of maybe they just took out the trash and <laughs> they dumped all the magisite. Didn't even know. Or perhaps if they're totally drained of their powers until uh, they're dead. They don't turn into magic Yeah. But I don't but know if they've said we that
1: got again. Shiva and Nifrit and they had been drained and almost, but here. maybe
0: not completely, I know, but enough. And so like, okay. but that's what I'm saying. Okay. I don't understand yeah, the rules behind confusing. when they turn into magic or not, but it, it would, it strikes me as strange that as cruel as the empire is, and with all this experimentation that they're doing on espers that they wouldn't have discovered yet that when espers die they become magesite. I just find that a strange hard kind of hard thing to believe. But he's surprised. He's surprised that this happens. So he says cuz he says what are those? pointing at the magesite. Oh, so when espers die, they can leave behind the essence of their powers. The power contained within these stones is far greater than what we could ever hope to extract. I mean, he just knows this just yeah. by looking at it. Hundreds yep. of times greater. Interesting. He just... <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating. Oh my gosh. That's way more powerful. He, he hasn't even done any like tests on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, just knows yeah. it. And now, I understand this is it. about Con- compressing, compressing the yeah. exposition and stuff. They yeah, didn't have yeah, yeah. a lot of room to exposit on this game. We've already gone over that. It's just kind of funny. Every now and then it's terrible. a little abrupt. Yeah. It's, it's a little... Quick that he's reaching these conclusions, he just knows this stuff. But there's a whole bunch of espers in there that give you their magic sight There, um, and Celeste, uh, if she's not in the party, she will arrive here at this time, yes, she, yeah, she has to be here for the scene. So, um, she says, <clears throat> Professor Sid, and then uh, Sid says, General Celeste, who are these shady characters, your underlings? She says, No, you see, I, and she's struggling to explain. Sid says, is it true you worked your way in amongst those rebels as a spy? I love this. I think it's a little bit um, different in the original translation. It's not quite as clear that he's suggesting that she's spying on them. Okay, that was part you're of the right, plan. you're right. Because
1: yeah. what, yes, um, more or less what I just got was Kefka being like, wow, brilliant, good job, Celeste. And, yeah. then, and then Locke is like, what's going on here? And it's, yeah. it is a lot less clear. Yeah. Um, but you do more or less get the same idea yeah. by the end of this conversation. Right. <clears throat> that like so,
0: Celeste is a betrayer. So when he hears that, because again, I'll, I'll read the line. Is it true you worked your way in amongst those rebels as a spy? Locke is like, "What? Celeste." And then Kefka comes in. "Oh, I see. magisite, Excellent work seed. So how did you know about Magisite? Anyways, <laughs> Kefka says, "General Celeste, we needn't keep up the charade any longer. Bring me those magisite crystals." So he, again, both suggesting yep. that she was sent in on purpose uh, espionage to, yeah. you know, be a spy among them. Locke says, Celeste, you tricked us." Celeste says, "Of course not." Please trust me. (laughs) Uh, If Cyan is in the party, he'll say, I knew she was not to be trusted. Oh, really? But he wasn't in my party this time. No, I don't think mine either. Uh, Kefka laughs. The sweet taste of betrayal. Oh, Celeste, that's so you. And then Celeste is saying, Locke, you've got to believe me, right? And he's like, oh, he doesn't know what to think. Kefka says, now kill them all. Um, Celeste says, Locke, let me protect you for once. And maybe, maybe then you'll believe me. What are you going to do? Stop. says is Kefka. Because she does this like crazy magical
1: spell. Yes. The The colors of the tint over the <laughs> screen just kind of starts changing. Yes. Um, and I don't know exactly, exactly, exactly what happens, but she kind of like disappears and Kefka's gone as well. Yep. The two of them just kind of boom, yep. like book it. Um, like she uses her magic to like get rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then but in doing so, the whole like laboratory is like gonna break now. Yeah. So it's like there's this uh, is there a timer? <laughs> I, I actually can't no, remember if there's a timer. I don't think there but is, the but... idea is it's all breaking, yeah. we, we've gotta get out. And Sid runs okay. out first and we just kinda follow him.
0: Yeah. So I just wanna talk for a second about uh, the build up to this scene and stuff like that, right? Like we we've touched on it a little bit and I've been trying to say how this is yeah. kind of a setup for this moment, right? Um, Celeste not being necessarily very forthwith about her past, not really talking no. about it. Um, how Locke trusted her without really knowing her, how she doesn't understand why he would do that. But yeah, at the same time, she wants to believe it's because she could be cared for by somebody, but right. she doesn't think she deserves it. She was ready to give up on life. Before this, and he was her, like, shining star that came into the darkness, or mm-hmm. uh, what do we call it? Guiding star? The
1: evening star. The yeah.
0: evening star that came into the darkness of the dungeon yep. and rescued her, And but she's conflicted about the fact that he really likes this other girl and stuff like that. And then to get into this scene, right, where uh, Locke begins to doubt her, and that ray of hope yeah, yeah. being sort of extinguished, yeah, that's right, right. Um, right before her eyes. Uh, and the fact that it was, it is something that you can't necessarily blame the party or luck for doubting her no. because they didn't know, no, they don't know her at all. Right. <laughs> they just decided to trust her yes. because she said she would help them. Right. But like they didn't Well, I guess Cyan didn't, he was like the one guy who like really didn't want to, you know, bring her in, but. I like it. I like the execution of it. It gives you, it gives you as uh, the viewpoint for what we were kind of Locke was our viewpoint character for when they met. Right. So because he doesn't know, we don't really know about her past. And as you already alluded to the whole Miranda thing, right? Like, yeah,
1: yeah. She's done some, she's done something
0: that she has reason to have felt like she deserved to be executed. Yeah. Even though she was now trying to stand against Mm -hmm. what, Kefka was doing with poisoning Doma, right. and that what they're doing is wrong. She knows yeah. firsthand, not just because she found out about the plan to poison Doma, but because she herself conquered Miranda, and she's feeling yeah. guilt, uh, a lot of guilt over all of this stuff that she's done. And so, having Locke doubt her was like a really painful thing, and and so she's trying to prove, like, no, believe me, like. But then she's gone. She's just not there anymore yep. once uh, it uses this magic. And so, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I like it. I think that I mean, I've been having some discussions with some of the people in the comments about her, mm. about this character specifically. Okay, And I feel like based on all of these things that I've just described leading up to this, that it's been, I think, good enough context for this scene to really work. Mm. Um, So... I I thought it was pretty well executed personally, but
1: something really uh, interesting too is her use of this magical power, something that we hadn't really seen her do before. So it's, it's almost as if we have we're we're uncovering her secrets, but her last secret, like the biggest secret is this special power that she has. Now, generally speaking, were she to be a traitor, she'd be like, hi, you fools. You had no idea. And then she has, oh my gosh, you have all this power. We didn't know it the whole time. And she used it against us. However, she comes in and she uses the special magic power that, like, it, it um it be- makes her mystery a little bit more intriguing because it's like, yeah. whoa, she hadn't done that up to this point. I didn't know she was capable of that. Right. Um, but she's doing it at a time when she's been unveiled as this traitor, but then she does it against Kefka. And it's like, okay, so she still has this mystery, but at the very least, we're able to um, see her intentions are good. But the mystery is not resolved. We don't know the extent of her powers now like she just gave us a new mystery of like hey also i can do this other crazy stuff that even kefka did not know about right um and sid well sid may may sid's probably probably knew about it he's probably the one that gave it to her but kefka was sure surprised yeah um so that adds to her mystery but we finally get to see because of the where it's directed what her real intentions are and that's uh useful for us. And of course, Locke later on, he's going to try to like talk to her. And yeah. it, I actually think it's very realistic how they treat the relationship between Celeste and Locke after this point. Yeah. Um, but
0: for the time being, it seems like she's just gone and maybe dead. Yeah. I have no idea what happened to her yeah. and we got to get out because the place is falling apart. So see, so it's hacking and coughing. What happened? Oh <laughs> yeah. no, this is bad. The blast reversed the energy flow in the capsules. We need to get out of here quick this way. You go down an elevator, takes you down Oh, what have I done? He says as they're going down. Sid seems very remorseful. Yeah. Uh, There's no excuse for it. No matter how much Kefka may have threatened me. So he was under threat. Yeah, of course. Um, Draining the life energy from espers just to make people stronger. You know, he's all upset at himself. It's wrong. You've helped me come to a decision. I'm going to talk to the emperor and make him realize how foolish this whole war is. So he's going to try to go convince the emperor to stop doing this stuff so again another suggestion here because we've had we had Leo earlier in the game who spoke with one of the soldiers like the emperor wouldn't want you to throw your life away from oh nothing, right. Right. Yeah, right yeah yeah, so he's like he's suggesting the emperor is not this cruel oppressive right uh, you know figurehead uh, and and uh, we talked about whether or not oh did the emperor know about Kefka's plan to poison right. Doma or not, you know, like there's, there's some mm. doubt there I felt. And now Sid, instead of running away, is going to go talk to the emperor. He's going to go he seemed stone. convinced yeah. that, uh, that there's a man there, not just a monster right. who will see reason. So three instances. Now we've had reasons to assume maybe the emperor isn't that bad. Maybe it's just right. this Kefka guy who's sort of doing his own thing, yeah. you know, uh, kind of behind the scenes. Um, so then he's like, Oh no, it's Kefka, go. And they, they put us onto this uh like mine cart
1: Okay, <laughs> so like,
0: dude. <laughs> Fake, faux, yes. 3D effect. Now, what did you think about that? It's like, pretty it, bad. <laughs> it's cool for its
1: time, but my gosh, every asset looks the same as I it's have, all just
0: coming towards you. I have a good quote on this. Yeah, okay, please. From uh, Yoshinori Kitase about this specific thing. Okay. Well, I'll
1: tell you what. This uh, was This was a throwback for me to Super Mario RPG. Once again, it's probably the fifth time I brought it up in this uh, podcast. Um, they do it really well, though, in Mario RPG. Um, in this game... I don't know. It's still cool. You still get the idea of what's happening, um, but it's definitely, the, the presentation is not
0: as smooth. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think, I think this is the one he says, from a technical point of view, I'd say our greatest challenge was the 3D rail scene. We mm. used the Super Famicom screen support mode known as Mode 7 and painstakingly illustrated the graphics one dot at a time to create oh a mock 3D effect. Wow. Which is like, not how they did it in games like, um, like Donkey Kong country for instance. Like they actually built 3d models. And I think it was the same in super Mario RPG RPG did this as well. Yeah. Yeah. They would render a
1: 3d model and then just put it in as an image. Yeah. Right. But even though that sounds like an obvious thing to do until Donkey Kong did it, nobody thought to do that. (laughs) Oh, especially on the super Nintendo where it was like, you can have 3d and 2d, you just have to render it as a sprite. Um, they just went for whatever reason, it never occurred to them to do that. Yeah, And I think Donkey Kong came out around, 90, around this time. It would have been 94, if, 95, if not
0: the same year, the year after or something. Yeah. But yeah.
1: So yeah, in hindsight, they probably should have done that, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: yeah. So they, they, they basically painted by hand <laughs> each sort of like okay. frame of animation here of this minecart cart well, to make that, it look like a 3d effect.
1: That's fine that they did that, but it probably just shouldn't
0: have been as long yeah it is kind of a long just kind of takes a while and And, and you're really just seeing the same yes like you said the same sort of assets just repeated a million times yeah Um, although producing these graphics was a huge undertaking the results we finally achieved were unfortunately far rougher on the eye than we had originally hoped so in the end this section didn't leave anything like the lasting impression we intended for them so he realizes it it didn't come out the way they hoped. (laughs) right yeah and I mean, it is a little rough on the eyes. It's, it's, you have to really squint at it and be like far. I was away.
1: wondering if my like screen was having issues, you know, every now and then when it's like your yeah. screen shows up and it's like doubling the stuff and then the pixels are like stuck in one spot, but yeah. then still moving on the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was happening <laughs> here <laughs> for a little while. I was like, Oh something crazy's going on. Yeah. But I guess that's how it was supposed to be. Yep, um,
0: I don't know. It's kind of cool.
1: I, guess. I don't. Know, Pixel Remaster might change it a little bit.
0: <laughs> actually, that's a good point. I don't think I've played up to that point in the Pixel Remaster version. Mm-hmm. Maybe they did do a better. Oh yeah, they did Ooh, change
1: let's see it.
0: This. So that's the original. Here's the new one.
1: Look at that. Oh my gosh, it it's, looks great. It looks yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so they
0: did. They did. Uh, they did change it in the Pixel Remaster, and it's better. <laughs> it's way better. <laughs> you can better. <laughs> actually see what you're supposed to be looking at. Holy cow! Wow, that's nice. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, cool. it's more. It looks. It looks to me like they've. Well, I don't know. It kind. It kind of looks like the two point five D. Two point five D sort of thing. 3D, yeah. But I can't. Or, or yeah, maybe those. Those are two D images Do that they're just. That? Do you see how that? It's <laughs> <looks laughs> like your screen so, is like. It's like, so jacked. <laughs> <laughs> it's so jacked. No, oh jeez. Okay, so yeah, they okay. did fix it in the pistol pixel remaster, and it looks pretty good. So there you go there's the answer to that. Very nice. Um I don't know, you fight some dudes on the way out of here. Yeah. One of the bosses has a rare steel. It takes forever to get it if you bother to do that. Oh, oh. Uh which I did because I'm crazy for some reason. I mean, gotta do everything in these games. Um okay, so you you find Setzer. Setzer meets up with him. Oh, that's right. And we're gonna fly the airship out. Yeah, he he's like, Where's Celeste? And Locke is silent, and Setzer's like, huh. And, well, we got to get out of here. We'll worry about it later. And then, you know, Kefka says, crud, what a mess. <laughs> You're not getting away from me. And there's like these arms that kind of come out uh, from yes. like the castle that like reach up and try to grab us. As we're It's
1: the- it's beautiful. First of all, I do have to mention that this ziggurat it's in the shape of a ziggurat, which is essentially what the Tower of, of Babel was yeah. supposed to be. It was like a ziggurat, yeah. and that's, you know, the hubris of man. And not only was the Tower of Babel built to, like, reach the gods and pull them down, um, but that's basically – this thing has arms that are, like, meant to pull things from the sky mm-hmm. down to it, you know? And th- I love this. This is so good um, because – Kefka ap- activates a weapon on the ziggurat, ziggurat with big arms. It's like he knew that one day the only aircraft in the world <laughs> would try to escape his base
0: and he needed a way to capture it, <laughs> but it still didn't work. Like, what other use would those arms be? I would be? say it would be probably for construction purposes. Oh, like cranes that building, go picking things up from the ground. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like building the city or the tower Actually, itself. that's pretty good. I, I think that that's that would probably good. be the, like, practical application. okay. okay. Of such a device, no, <laughs> but he was like, "Oh, I'll just use this to, to catch that. them out of
1: the sky." <laughs> so in that case, it makes perfect sense why it did not work.
0: <clears throat> I yeah. thought that was pretty funny. Uh, so you know, you, you fight a couple bosses, you escape here. Yeah, you fight the arms um, from the from the bridge, the of, the bridge ship. of the ship. Yeah, very cool. Um, and then
1: you get to see the the airship flying around the world map, and that is awesome. Yeah, that is dude. so cool. I
0: freaking love that. Just
1: made me excited to actually uh, ride Exploring it around on my world. own. Yep.
0: yep. Um, OK, so after the escape here, uh, oh, well, you go, they go back to get Terra. So uh, I, uh, I think Locke just says, like, I'm worried about Tara and Setzer doesn't even know who Terra is <laughs> because no, we right, went to yeah. the opera scene after she had, we had found her like asleep in the bed and talked to Rama. And, and That's Zelda. right. Yeah. He's like, I'll explain everything on the way. You know, Tara, the espers and the returners, our whole story. So then they arrive there. And Locke walks up to her and says, Terra, um, uh, the magicite. And Tara says, Father, I remember now. I was raised in the Esper world. So now her memory yep. has returned to her. And she looks like an, a normal p- Terra
1: now. She doesn't yeah. look like the uh, purple Esper anymore. Nope.
0: Back in her <laughs> human form. Yeah. So we get a flashback here as to how Tara was born and her parents and the esper world and how it was discovered and everything yeah Um, very cool kind of a a longer scene her father was maduin the esper um and one day uh someone comes up to him someone's trying to come through the gate and he's like who's this and uh uh it's a woman uh who's Injured or something. And, and he decides to like care for her rather than like let her die or kick her yeah. out or whatever. So he brings her in. Um, there's, uh, an elder of the espers who says there's an ominous air about this evening. Yes, indeed. Right. So well,
1: they talk about the air a lot actually. Mm-hmm.
0: And particularly when
1: that gate opens or closes, um, the wind blows,
0: the wind howls. Mm. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Okay. So upon finding her, her name is Madeline, Maduin and Madeline, <laughs> Maduin the um, father, Madeline, the mother, Madeline. Uh, well in mine, it's Madonna, Madonna. Oh, Madonna. maybe they changed that for the, uh, for the new version <clears throat> of the game. Yeah. Okay. Let me, or just... for the, the updated script for the Game Boy Advance script. Okay. Yeah. Maduin and Madonna. But here it says Madeline, which is weird. I I like Madonna better because it's Madeline and Madeline sound almost exactly the same. They (laughs) do. It almost sounds like you said one with a bit of a... Yeah, like an accent or something.
1: Yeah, an accent. That's a good way to put it. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) So Madonna. Yeah. I guess just because of the singer Madonna, they didn't want... But Madonna has been used for a very long time and it has specific meanings that I will i into. don't know <laughs> i don't know
0: how you get madeline instead of madonna but at the well, same time i do it's Tina because it's Karen. because of
1: the reference oh. it's it's a similarity in the reference right from for madeline or? yes yes okay. so i can
0: explain what all what of this. who madeline is supposed to be go
1: yes for. so the first thing i want to say is that this um area looks really cool it's dark though right it's like yes. nighttime yes the idea is that the espers live in the world of night or you could say the world of twilight right sure. they live in uh It's just a separate place. It's just the opposite of wherever we are, or it's a place that is probably perpetually dark and doesn't have like a sun. Right. So there's things you can infer from that. Um, but also the theme song, and this was brought up by somebody in the comment section. Um, the theme song for the espers is seven beats per measure, which is like really weird. Um, but that's a really good choice. If you're going to try to convey like foreign otherworldly feelingness, Mm. um, having uh, a beats, per measure
0: that is a like time signature that's yeah. And the time feels, signature that's not, um, that's unusual. That's yeah. That's that you're not used to that. F- it, we're trying to follow the beat can be yeah. a little bit challenging if, cause everyone's used to a four, 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 right. And we can tolerate three, four. But
1: it's very rare to do like a seven, eight, or whatever, whatever yeah, this is. You know, right. it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's super cool. Um, then we've got Madonna and Madeline. So Madonna, and I will talk about Ma- Madeline here in a minute. Madonna is a reference to the Virgin Mary, the Mother of Jesus, right? So this woman is Tara's mother. Mm-hmm. Tara's father is an Esper, right? And the Esper's are sort of godly, angel-ish type creatures, demons, sort of, (laughs) but they're spiritual. Well, how would you even put it? They're higher beings, higher beings. beings. Um, so a human and a higher being had a child that's going to save the world, right? Okay. Well, Mm. that's, you know, that's Mary's um, story, right? So there's a connection, obviously, but Madonna, um, also means something else that's really interesting, really good to the Japanese. And I'm surprised that they changed it. So take everything I say next with a grain of salt, (laughs) because I'll talk about Madeline here in a sec. Um, I already mentioned that the word for magic earlier on is Mado. Yes. Right? M-A-D-O-U is how you would anglicize it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um so when a Japanese person is talking you're hearing Mado all throughout the game. It's just Mado this, Mado that, Madoshi is like a sorcerer. Well, then there's a name Madonna. Madonna is it's not Madonna, it's Madonna, but still it's uh it would elicit some type of ideas of uh, magic in uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, so the, if you look at the definition of mado in a dictionary, uh, mado has two readings. First off, it can re- it can mean magic. And I didn't mention the second meaning because it wasn't relevant. Until now. <laughs> <laughs> now I think mado is very relevant, except that they changed it to Madeline. I'll, I'll get into that. Um, but the very first, uh, the first definition, okay, there's three definitions for the second section of definitions for the word mado, still very commonly used. The first one is to be lost or to lose your bearings. The second is to be puzzled, perplexed, or confused. Mm. And third, Mado can mean to be tempted or seduced. Mm. So Madonna, the name, I'm connecting with Madol, and people are going to give me crap for this, but I'm, I, I think that there, I thought there was a connection here. So I'm just throwing it out there now. Madonna is the, um, it's like, it, Madonna is seduced by the Mado guy the user of magic anyways it, it's kind of uh because we get that scene right well yeah where, because where what's his name maduin is like is, don't go we could be together and yeah. he's like dancing around her and i'm yeah. just like she is being seduced and that's what the word Madou means in its second alternate you know yeah like a, a different kanji yeah for the ma but it's still similar instead of magic for the ma it's this other it's this other kanji mm. so i think that that's not unintentional i i would say that there's still a connection i still think there's a connection and that would be why they chose the name madonna well then why how could you get madeline okay um, okay now let's okay. now let's move on and this is just me because <laughs> i didn't realize that this changed i'll just go off the top of my head madeline is magdalene magdalene oh M-A-G. okay so it means the okay. woman from magdala right yes. so mary Magdalene. Now they're still referencing the Bible here still. yeah. However, Mary Magdalene is very different from Mary, the mother of Jesus. They are, <laughs> do not confuse the two. They are not the same person. Um, I actually would, s- and this is so funny cause I was actually identifying Celeste more with Mary Magdalene. Uh. Um, anyways, there's, um, well now I, any, okay. Because this woman here, um, madonna or madeline is clearly being shown to be mary in that sense mary the mother of jesus so madeline still has the connection with mary
0: Uh that's um, all i got actually okay. that's all i got i like madonna better based on <laughs> what you said i do too because it, it connects
1: sense. with the japanese not perfectly but close enough to where uh there's just a fascinating connection here with the japanese mm-hmm. i absolutely love it i thought it was really cool
0: yeah i like that a lot better personally
1: um okay so. i love this too because my next note <laughs> My next note says, well, in comparison to Edgar, Maduin has got mad game. Dude, his game is just like a 10, right? He, he's got the dance. He controls the wind. They become stars, right? It's just like this. He's like, have look you, what I can you, do um, for
0: you, you know? Have you seen the Shaquille O'Neal meme where know, it's like, I, I owe you an apology. I wasn't familiar with your game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good, Krishna Shaikh. I owe you an apology. I wasn't really familiar
0: with your game, and you know how oh, you travel. Man, you're a casual.
1: <laughs> I tell you what, dude, that's my doing right here. Because I was even as she was leaving, because I have not played this game in a while. I was like, she doesn't leave. Like, how's he gonna? She's how? How does he get her to stay? You know? Yeah. And uh, that's how, man, he's got he's got game. That's yeah, how he gets her to yeah. stay. Uh, and what is it? Oh, but it doesn't have to be that way. Humans, oh, humans are separate. Yes, but how do we know that we have to be separate unless we give love a chance? <laughs> give it a chance. Give it a yeah. try. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. Good stuff. So, yeah, he decides to bring oh, her back. There might be it. some Phantom of the Opera vibes with that, too, by the way. Oh, sure. Yeah. Somebody else had brought up Phantom of the Opera just with the use of the organ and the way that it's, the specific, sorry, the specific sound uh, for the MIDI within this game of the organ and yeah. especially at the very beginning of the game when it's playing that, what I equated to the, the Spig Zarathustra, you know, that track. Yes. Um, it's it's like a mix between that song and the Phantom of the Opera organ, right? Mm. And this game, of course, taking so much with, uh, borrowing so much from the opera scene, yeah. you know, I, I would say that there's something there probably. Definitely could
0: be. Uh, He takes her back. She wakes up. Uh, Are you an Esper? What's that pendant around your neck? He says, I'll give it to you, a charm from the Esper world. She says, the Esper world? So that's where I ended up. Maduin says, everyone is at a loss as to how you, a human, could have made it into our world. I,
1: I also do have to bring up one thing. Maduin. His name is Maduin in the English, but in the Japanese, it's just Madin. Oh, so I actually didn't have much to say about his name. Cause I have yeah. no idea what that means. What it it's means. still ma. It's still ma, Yeah, right. but
0: it's not Mado, So yeah. I didn't go along with it. She says, you're the one who saved me, right? My name is Madeline or Madonna. I was sick of living in the human world. It's nothing but vortex, a vortex of greed and hate. So I wandered out into the storm. And before I knew it, I was here. She says, they say that uh, Madeline says, they say that humans and espers can't coexist. And Madeline says, so you don't want me here, right? He says, no, I'm just not sure. And she mm. says, I'll return to my own world tomorrow. But she <clears> doesn't like her world. No, she, she thinks humans it. are kind of like full of crap. Yeah. It's kind
1: of how I feel about the real world too. <laughs>
2: oh dear. Oh geez.
1: don't like people that <laughs> you much. You should find me. a
0: gate. And I'm sure there's a gate somewhere
1: in <laughs> the mountains. A gate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Madeline says, all right, someone can show you the way back. And that's kind of like the next day. Yeah. Um, Madeline flees uh, the human already left, says the elder. I she wonder if she'll be all gate. right without a guide. So mm-hmm. that's where he goes after. And like you, you have that scene yeah. where you know, we, we can't know if espers and humans can coexist unless we try it for ourselves. And, and it, 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 they do this yeah. in a really, I, I felt very sort of classy and artistic way.
1: Oh, to show the child. And, yes. Yes,
0: I actually liked it too. I, I liked really it liked it. So yeah, like yeah. they kind of both turn into the sort of shining yes. light so that we, we've th- used th- for like save points or yeah, things yeah. of that nature, right? And they sort of dance around each other and come together. And then go off screen. Then, yeah. Oh, they, they go off screen and yeah. then just the and two then, lights kind of come down and combine. Yeah.
1: And, and then a baby shows it's up. Yeah, a little baby. So yep. you, because, this is so cool because we've been talking for th- this whole podcast basically about the abstraction yeah. of the it's, it's a really part of the game. abstract way. Yeah, we but. just took the abstraction. We just inceptioned the abstraction. <laughs> we're like an extra layer underneath. You know, It's even yeah. more deeper into the abstract. Um, but I thought it was really cool because they could have really kind of taken a while and shown us this whole love story that really just like, this wasn't like, yeah, we just need to know this is where Tara comes from. Right. right. These characters, are well, anyways, we'll talk more about them later, but, um, we just needed to get this point of the story. Right. And so boom, the little baby's born and that's Tara.
0: Yeah. And then you just kind of see the text for their voices off screen, so to speak. Yes. Yes. I've chosen a name for her says Madwin, and Madonna says, what is it? And he says, Tara, isn't it beautiful? Uh, Then we get two years later. Tina, Tina. Yeah, Tina. Two years later, uh, humans, the nexus between the worlds has opened again. Yes, but Um, is is there a line about wind? Yeah, so it says the storm is just like the one two years ago, but this is different from the time Madonna came here. This time the army is coming, seeking our magical powers. Yep. There's no good retreat to the elder's house. Um, so we've got, once again, the wind is what foretells
1: the coming, you you know, devastation. Um, and we're going to bring this up again with the gate and stuff, because once again, Fujin and Raijin, the gods of the wind and thunder are there to, they're present at the, the, you know, well, when scary bad things happen, right. You it's in the, it's in the weather. You can, you can read it in the skies and something that is, uh, which is a callback to like the opening. The like very beginning. Yeah. Title screen. Yep. Right? Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it later. Or... Yeah, but just know the wind is blowing just like it was two years ago. The wind kind of is, a, it
0: serves as a prophecy that foretells of the and coming an devastation. An omen. Yes, an omen. it is an omen. So Gestahl comes in. I've finally found it. After all that time spent decoding the secrets of those ancient texts, now it's time to reap the rewards. Mm. Grab them. Riches to any man who captures an esper, go. So they all go in trying to grab them. Uh, Madonna says, Tara's all right, because Madwin would kind of come in there. Uh, and then um, there's another NPC who gets pissed. And is like, we should have never, yeah. It won't be long before the humans make it here. The Elder says, we've no choice. We must do what uh, we've been avoiding. And he says, you mean the magic barrier? Maduin says that. Elder says, I'll create a tempest to sweep all the invaders out of our realm. Then I'll seal the gate. Even among espers, the power to create magical, a magical seal is limited to a single bloodline. I am the last of that line.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And uh, Madonna says, but at your age, and the elder says, I may not survive. And without me, you will never uh, be able to open the gate. So it's going to be closed forever this time. Yeah, she's like good riddance. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she didn't want to go back. Um And so he leaves to go do that. We have no other choice. It's decided or whatever. And there's another Esper there who says, this is all because of that human woman. Like it's her fault. Yeah. yeah. And Madeline's like, nonsense. And he says, she she "She could have led them here for all we know. And he says, two years ago. Yeah. (laughs) And then the Esper says, no, she's one of them. It'd only be a matter of time before she decides she wants our power too. And, uh, Madonna then like runs off with the baby. Yeah, band, she books it. Sort of like crying and, and Madowen's like, oh no. Yeah, he's, he's upset. And uh, they, she took Tara and they left. Um, and so the elders out there like trying to cast the spell. And he's like, where are they going? They went through, you know, the, the little tunnel the there. Towards yeah, the yeah. gate. Um, it's already too late. I've begun activating the seal. You won't be able to return. Madowen says, I don't care. Um, and so all the soldiers are being pushed out. Gastal's being pushed out, Madonna and, uh, the baby and everyone's getting pushed out. Madeline's trying to pull them back in. Madonna says, I'm not like them. He says, I know. She says, thank you. So he believed in her. Uh, she says, or he says, will you come back home with me? she says, yes, of course. But then the baby gets swept out. No, Tara. And so they all get swept out with her. Yep, They all go out. The so there, there are several espers who got swept out yeah. that they then took back to Vector.
1: To, to SIDS.
0: Yeah. So this is factory. Rama and yeah, that's right. Ifrit and all of the espers that we had now as, yeah. as magicite, right? They were the ones who got swept out of the place before it was sealed shut. Now, I do have to say it is, this is a really good scene. I loved it.
1: It was kind of comical when Tara, the little baby Tara, just, just like drew, 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 just like flies out because she kind of like bounces on something first. Yeah. It kind of uh, reminded me a little bit
0: of yes. the, the beginning of Kung Pow, rolling the baby down the hill. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that. That scene in that movie yes. is so funny. It's one of the funniest things. Okay. I've it one was of the funniest t- things I've ever seen.
1: Hilarious. <clears throat> <clears throat> but, great. but you know, I, I don't fault them. It's pixel art. You got to have the
0: baby go through the tunnel somehow. That's how they did it. <laughs> uh, and so, Gastal is outside the gate now, and he's looking at Madonna, a human woman. Uh, Whose child is this? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he picks it up. That's right. And she's like, leave my daughter alone. And but did, says, she's kind of jacked, right? She can't do much. And then, Yeah, um, she's hurt
1: or injured. Uh, Maduin is there too, but
0: he's basically completely. Yeah, like unconscious yeah, or Unconscious, something. yeah. Um, your daughter, hmm, then she must be a half human, half esper. How fascinating. Wahaha. Looks like my dreams of building an empire may come true sooner than I'd imagined. She's saying no. And he's like, quiet. Yeah. Man. He basically kills her. And and this, will, this yeah. world will be mine to rule, he says, and he's laughing. Um, so then we kind of come back out of that scene and uh, Tara's quick. remembering her father.
1: <laughs> I don't know the the line for your translation, but Gestalt, when everything gets foiled and he's like, ah, when um, Maduin is kind of blowing the wind and forcing everyone back out through the tunnel mm. um he in the translation i played he said oh no just when we were in reach of a veritable bonanza yes <laughs> yes
0: yes yes okay that's a I crazy know what that line means. of dialogue yes for a game made for kids <laughs> a
1: veritable bonanza a veritable bonanza okay
0: um and what does he say in this version look yeah what does he say uh it's before. No, just when the ultimate treasure was within my grasp.
1: There you go. Yes. That better. makes sense. That's way better than
0: veritable better. bonanza. <laughs> veritable bonanza. Oh <laughs> <laughs> that was so dumb. That's why this, this is why I'm not a Woolsey fan. I know there are yeah, a lot yeah. of Ted Woolsey fans out there. They grew up with these games, and there's a charm to his Woolseyisms. Yeah. His little things like this that he does that are quirky and well, weird.
1: If that line but, were delivered by Kefka, I'd be like, eh, whatever, sure, it's weird, but better. whatever. But Gestalt has never talked like this that we've known, yeah, right? Yeah. he
0: th- That's anyways, that was mostly within that character. It didn't make <laughs> sense. Yeah, it, it, it's a weird line. There's no doubt about it. Um, anyway, it's good scene overall. Tara's remembering her father Yep. now. And she has his magicite then. Yes, I was now. just about to bring that up.
1: Yeah, very is interesting. That it was
0: one of the magicite we just got yeah. from... The, the lab research right? facility yeah. that were in the tubes so that's her father right. was there yeah. uh, and he just died and gave us his magicite like, like madwin right they're yeah. in the inventory right. i i that's not that's the type good. of detail that i think i realized the first time i played yeah, the game. Yeah. but as i was looking at this i was like oh dang like we have madwin we're like you yeah. that's pretty cool <laughs> that's He's... that's kind of an that's kind of like heartbreaking and heart- it is tough to like it's difficult but
1: also touching in the same way where it's yeah. like he's still there to with help her. his child sure yeah. yeah but also we didn't even know it yeah you know yeah very cool also i can't get it every time you say madeline now i think you're you're um saying madeline but madeline but with just uh, in another,
0: <laughs> an accent an accent way. yeah yeah i don't yeah. i don't like madeline, i can't unhear that <laughs> um so she says, I'm the daughter of an Esper and a human. That's why I have these abilities, but I should be okay now. I can control this power as long as I only use it in short bursts. Hmm. So this gives you, an you know, unlock kind of a new battle ability for her, which is morph, where she can temporarily oh, yeah. transform into that form into and be that. a little stronger. Esper. Yeah. Um, I don't use it that much because the magicite powers themselves are so strong. <laughs> that, <laughs> That's like, true. There's a certain point where magic becomes so good in the game that like, the individual abilities that distinguish each character from the other, you know, tools mm. for Edgar, the morph ability for Terra, like these things, oh, yeah, um, it, it's just, you don't need it. Like, you just don't need it. You can just wipe sure. out <laughs> people with magic. <laughs> and this is where it starts to happen because now you're getting a lot of magic. You're getting sight. more. You're yeah. beginning to unlock a lot yeah. of powers and magic spells and things like that. And, uh, you know, possibly even boosting your stats while doing so and leveling up. So this is kind of the point where magic starts, starts and I'm not saying it happens right here, but it begins to sort of overtake some of the other like unique abilities of the characters. But it's pretty cool still that like that's a battle ability you have now is Morph, uh, no. where she can turn into that sort of purple form and fight. Um, Edgar says, Gastal already knew the secret of the Esper's power back then. And then Locke says those espers in the research facility must have been the ones they grabbed that day. And Celeste's power came at the expense of one of them. Hmm. Um, so draining them. Right? Yeah. Uh, so they're, they're now, I mean, Bannon already sort of hinted at that, but now we have confirmation we, when we know we have like a connection to these espers. Now we know that they've been trained and that's how Kefka and Celeste were made was through the sacrifice of these beings. Right. Yep. Sabin says, the Empire won't get away with this. I'll hit that Emperor with a blitz or two. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is how Sabin talks. That's how he talks. Got to hit him with a blitz. <laughs> Tara says, how are things in Narsh? Locke says, maybe we should go back and see. Uh, Setzer says, the airship's ready to go. Come on, let's go. And then, oh, by well, all means, take the turn at the wheel. And this is where you can start flying it. And you get the... Um, the tutorial yeah, the buttons yeah. and how to do it. and low fly around and... and do all kinds oh, of stuff. so cool, man. And, I love uh, it. Yep. I love yep. it. It is it's so time fun. time to do side quests. It's time to explore and go to all the places you haven't been before and do the little side quest with uh, the girl and the guy that right back Oh, and yeah, and, forth and, to and just fly other, your ship back and, and forth like and 10 and times. Forth. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, anyway, I actually don't think I've fully completed that quest yet, but I've done it a few times yeah back and forth and they're kind of just i don't um, think i've completed ta- it either. he keeps sending her well it's actually not because he's
1: still in bed injured yeah so I'm like, okay what he At wishes some point, he can do yes and then we, and fly then we there go send and go it, do yeah, it. Yeah,
0: yeah and she's so happy and then we go back and he says oh i wish i was well enough to do that and then you go back there and do it and she's like oh, <laughs> i'm so, so glad he's alive i love um, it so anyway uh you can do the auction house now where you can get two more espers Ooh, I know I I got one. Zone Seek and- uh, (laughs) Did um... you
1: see the Chocobo? There was a Chocobo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You can't actually win that. There's always a guy who outbids you for that. And
1: he, I was like, uh, oh, it was was an insane amount of money that he put up for that (laughs) Chocobo
0: because his kid was like,
1: I want a Chocobo. Yeah. It was so funny.
0: Um, What else did I do? Uh, There was some other thing I did on the side before- Uh, I, I moved forward with the story, but you're supposed to go back to Narsh, So you head back there and we got Bannon saying, oh, you're here. The people of Narsha finally decided to fight the empire. How do things go in vector? And Arvis says, I see we'd be trying to work. Uh, we've been trying to work out a plan to make use of Narsha's resources and Figaro's machinery, but we just don't have enough troops to storm the empire. Hmm. Bannon says we have to open the sealed gate. So yep. now the plan plan at first was to use her to communicate with the es- the frozen esper now it's we got to use Terra to open the gate to the esper world and get their help
1: yeah which as soon as he says it it's just like this isn't this a, isn't this gonna end well a good idea. this is <laughs> not gonna end well dear. it's <laughs> like oh it's our only chance it's the only and it's like okay i get it i get it um <laughs>
0: Anyways,
1: I, 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 and it's so funny. It's interesting how quickly Tara just kind of agrees to it too, because it's like, this isn't, this isn't right. The gate was closed for a reason. This probably shouldn't happen. But then Tara's like, yeah, I guess I'm the only one. I'll, I'll do it. But it's because
0: she's the proof that espers and humans can eat. And she says that herself. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, as, 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 um, yeah as hard as it might be to believe that they would do something as much as we're sitting here going as bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since we know what happens, but <laughs> um, <laughs> she, she is, she is, is that the star living of hope proof, the yeah. ray of hope that yeah, there yeah. can be coexistence between these right. two races that have been separated and that fought thousand years ago or whatever. Ha, this is cool. So
1: this would, this would put her as something along the lines of a uh, uh, morning star in yeah. terms of this, which is yeah. super cool because it, back in the ancient days, um, you know in europe and elsewhere it was uh the star venus like there were gates there was the gates at the horizon and um the angel or the goddess of venus was usually a younger woman would have to open those gates so that the sun could come up every morning Uh, right but the the venus was the angel at the gate right that was there to open the gate but venus is also the morning star Mm. um there's uh that's know much i just think that's super cool yeah i think there's that works totally i've got this uh other note here Only one person can help the humans establish a bond between them and the espers. Uh, Tara makes an atonement with the espers on behalf of the humans. She becomes the great intercessor, the humans advocate with the council of higher beings like her father. Yep. Uh, I think it's wonderful.
0: Definitely. Some, Biblical references there. Uh yeah. They're
1: they're becoming more apparent. It was very muddied earlier on in the game and it but it's becoming more apparent kind of uh how the archetypes are gonna fit in yeah. to, to the story. Right. Uh, and then in Narsh did you did the lone wolf
0: uh, pick? And the lone pick wolf? Yep. Show up? And where you go it is where you get <laughs> Mog, right in your yeah, yeah, so
1: that was really good. <laughs> mog just like kills that dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> the lone wolf is like over on the edge, and Mog just like well, he, pushes he, him off the no, edge. No, no, he right?
0: he's got like he's he's holding Mog, and then he throws him off. They or they well, both they, fall off. They both to fall choose, to the side. You yes. choose who to save because yes. he has the golden hairpin that was in the treasure chest. Yes, or, and then Mog joins your party. So you save
1: Mog, it. and then the guy just falls. I thought so. I thought but Mog did a did thing. He, let me look
0: that up to I make might be him wrong. fall. Let me see.
1: Or did Mog just look at the guy and the guy fell? Maybe I just assumed that Mog had done it with his own special powers, me, his own uh, Moogle see. powers. Here we go. He just jumps. Yes. <laughs> no. Oh, then take if that's this. that's how it's going to be, then just take this. Wait, and, and, and the lone wolf, wolf says just that? Jumps off the edge. Oh, I thought Mog said that.
0: I thought Mog said, take this. No. Because hmm.
1: it didn't if, make sense yeah. that the
0: lone wolf says that. <laughs> if that's how it's going to be, then take this. If he jumps to his death. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> that's one way to punish someone else. <laughs> uh, uh, huh. Whether you're Lone Wolf or you're, um, you're uh, oh gosh, Andrew Ryan. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'll right. show you. A man chooses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, good for him, I guess. Uh, he took his fate into his own hands at the last moment.
0: Yep. Game. man choose a slave base that's what he should have said yeah, i'm going to mod i'm going to mod this game where the for <laughs> the lone wolf his final words are a man chooses a slave base that would be pretty and good he just jumps off the cliff and kills himself <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) That's always been sort of like a a project at the back of my mind that I've wanted to do. Put a bunch of memes into games. (laughs) Well, no, but to (laughs) rewrite the script of Final Fantasy VI, Ah, just as like a writing project. Just the whole thing. Just just in my own voice in a way that I would like to see the characters talk and Make
1: that a thing. People should do that.
0: I mean, just, yeah, in general. I, I I was starting that project a little bit back when it's a like, big project. Back thing. when we lived in um uh, what was that apartment we lived in? Where we're bountiful court? With, yeah, it was Brownstone. Six, six guys in two bountiful rooms. Court.
1: <laughs> yes, that was <laughs> three great, guys
0: man. to a room. That was something uh, else, man. Those were the yeah, days. Yeah. So when we were living there, I was just starting to learn how to do that, like the like change the text. I did it for other games like Chrono Trigger a little bit too, but... Oh, yeah. One, this is total tangent, but one kind of, you know out there sort of like dream project after i've finished writing my own book and like done all these other things that are more important and higher priority was i'm going to rewrite f- the final fantasy six script this is not something i would necessarily release or try to be like hey make money off of a yeah, more yeah, yeah. accurate diff- no, <laughs> no this no. is just purely the way i want to read yeah. the text of final fantasy six when i play it kind of a thing right totally a personal project but now <laughs> I'm totally going to throw that in there. <laughs> a man, a man chooses? Slave, a slave as O'base. As the wolf jumps off. I'm going to totally do it someday. Okay. <laughs> um, so... Uh, I've just... Next next place I on.
1: went... I mean, I did go a few other fun places. Um, Just visited the old cities and stuff. But yeah. is the Gestal base. Over yeah, by the, the bridge. Imperial base. Okay, That's good. the
0: next... Kind of the next... Thing. And you got to go through okay. the cave. Uh, the sealed cave. Yes. There's like a whole... And tunnel. there's no soldiers at all. No. The whole place is basically deserted. Yeah. Which is, it's like crazy. It's like okay, what the heck? So, but they're they're making their way to where the sealed gate is, which is you got to go through this cave first. You come out on the other side, um, Tara quickly to the gate because Kefka is coming. Yes, right. once again, as soon as we see that gate, the, the wind, wind, the, wind, the wind is
1: howling, and you hear it. And then outside, the lightning is yep. striking, the storms. We don't get to see this much in the game ever since that opening intro. Yeah. Right? But now we're looking up and out right onto the horizon, and it is lightning and wind, right? And th- this is something, and why, as I mentioned, Fujin and Raijin are the gods of the wind and the thunder.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but this is something that um, Shakespeare used to do really well in his, his uh, plays is he would connect the weather to whatever was happening oh, on the ground. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, it, it's a common thing. I guess it's kind of like a cliche thing in yeah, movies it's, nowadays it's like for a, the lightning to strike when a villain reveals his right. secret plan or whatever. Sure, yeah. um, but there, it, there's meaning there, though. It's not just that it looks cool. Because anytime you're like, oh, yeah, that looks sweet, just ask yourself, why does it look sweet? Right? Because it's merging the heavens with Earth. It's merging, you know, the realm of of the abstract and meaning and, you know, um you know, the gods and all that stuff. And it's merging that with the earth saying that whatever's happening down here, a similar thing above, is happening up,
0: up there. So below or yeah. whatever the saying is. Yeah. which so, is, Kybal- is that that's the reason
1: Cabalian has that, but yeah. it's, it's older. It's just, it's hermetic. Yeah. yeah. It's ancient hermetic.
0: Right. So, um, yeah, the, the, I, I do like that as a connection. The sky here. Yeah. The sealed game and it is looks really the cool. The same sky as the title screen. Yes. Basically. Yep. Purple. Yep lightning and clouds and you can
1: almost hear the organ just
0: (laughs) like something's going to happen man. so kefka shows up just like the emperor said give them terra and they'll open the gate for us yep and they're like what so um kefka says in other words you've been playing into our hands all along i have no business with you i'm here to open the way to my promised glory you better think again kefka they say and then oh dear you want to fight don't you this is just dreadful uh, we have to keep Kafka busy until Terra slips through the gate. So you fight him. You don't really fight, though. It's just kind of a cutscene. Really. It's a short, yeah. Yeah. You just a sort of thing. It goes just, to the battle screen, though. They, they should have said, let's distract him and jump <laughs> and keep <peaked laughs> yes. down his shoes. <laughs> it would have worked. <laughs> That's what they should have done. <laughs> Give so Terra time. We got to buy time. I learned this from a guy back in Vector. It totally works. That's right. <laughs> it's right. This well thought through plan. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Um, Anyway, so while you're fighting him, the door (laughs) starts opening. Yes. And she says, Espers, heed my call. And Kev says, it's open, it's open. He's like, he's freaking out in a way that's even surprising for him. It's, uh, I think... So in this version, he says, "I, I, I I've got a bad feeling I, I, about I, this." Yeah, yeah. But I actually like the SNES version better. Oh, I don't know if you I copied that down? down. I think he says something. I feel so I anxious. It, I think is what. He yes, said. it was. It was anxiety. Exactly. I, I like that a lot better because this guy who is so unhinged, right? Who seems to be unfazed. Yep, I feel so anxious. That's he, it. He, in the face of this, like that guy feels yeah. anxiety, and he's not, he's afraid himself. The the next one, he says,
1: something's coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. With like three exclamation points. I feel like using that character to do that actually makes it feel more crazy, like more of a big, scary moment. I think that's right. And the destruction that follows it feels more powerful too, because even Kefka was like, uh, maybe having second, not second thoughts as in, I shouldn't do it, but just maybe I'm not ready for what's right. coming. The or way. maybe
1: I didn't want to be here when it happened. Yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> so yeah. like, this is nuts. And, and even Kefka's afraid. I really, really liked that line. And I like the SNES line better. Yeah. it's good. Um, something's coming this way. Oh, such frightful energy. He says, Wah! and he gets like thrown away and all yep. the party are like Terra and like the, all these espers are just like flooding tons, out tons
1: and you're seeing like the battle images of the espers yeah, like the big like, like dragon forms you know yeah. just going right by the camera and the winds blowing everything's crazy then the the gate kind of like a bunch of like boulders fall and onto the gate right yep. and in the block shape of a skull basically yep. and, and skull then face, and yep. then block it up right yep
0: pretty crazy yeah, and it's the, crazy. But basically, when you come to, it's like they've just wreaked havoc on the earth.
1: <laughs> they have.
0: Yeah, and in particular, the, the vector, vector itself, the capital. But, yeah, that city is jacked horribly. Yeah, so um, you go back through the Imperial base. A party says, what happened? The espers all flew off together. The Imperials ran off, too, as if they were afraid of something. Which way did they go? Towards the aqu- towards Vector. Yeah. Imperial capital, Vector. Yeah. Um, It is a vector for. So. (laughs) For espers at the moment. Sure, there you go. You're back on the airship heading that way. We're almost a vector, says Setzer. Huh? What's that? Uh, What's wrong, Terra? I can feel them. They're getting closer. You can feel what? There, a flash. What's that? It couldn't be the espers. They've gone this way. Watch out. And they're like flying past the, like the airship. Yeah. Right? And I think this is where the airship goes down.
1: Yeah, the airship—they—they they hit the airship, and um, yeah, yeah, we start yeah, crashing. Crashes. So,
0: so it goes right into when like you a get first the first person view, I know you, they dude. take it away. from That's you. what I wrote,
1: man. Like <laughs> ah, it had only just begun. <laughs> I visited a few places, but I didn't go everywhere I wanted yeah, to go.
0: Right. Ugh. And they take it away from you. Yeah. And give you a tease of that sweet airship, <laughs> and then they take it away. Um. So yeah, they head back to Vector, and it's like on fire. And all yeah, the, like the returners are there like... Uh, yeah, and Narsh soldiers. Yeah. Because right? that like was just, the
1: plan. I think the plan was like, hey, we're going to attack on one front and you go get the espers and they'll attack on the other front. Yeah.
0: And that's the only way we can make this work. But then what happened is they yeah. arrived there and it was already like... And, light and light it light. was already jacked. <laughs> yeah.
1: And all the Imperial soldiers, they're just, they've lost the will to fight. They're yeah. just like, we are so devastated. <laughs> like there's nothing, nothing we can do. Yeah. It was like
0: way too much for them to handle. Yeah. So basically it's like okay we got to go talk to Gastal here and like there there's i think a sentry who comes out and says the, the emperor has been waiting for you or something
1: that's right yeah. so
0: you you go in there and you're gonna have like a like a dinner and you're gonna kind of discuss the next step yes. negotiations peace talk that sort of thing yeah that's what this is <laughs> so um there's, but, but, there's,
1: before we do that yes. though he
0: he wants us to go talk to his soldiers yeah there's an interesting yeah. mini game that they do here yeah it's very interesting did you I talked to a lot. Um, how many? Because there's 24 in total. Did you get them all? or did you No,
1: I, if there's 24, I didn't. I probably got 19 or 20, though. I okay, That's got pretty close. A decent
0: amount. Enough to where I got some rewards, Yeah. like, at the end. Yeah, know. so the rewards change based on how many, how many. you talk to and the yeah, responses I you give during there the There must dinner. be a room I missed, then. Um, it's, it really, it's really hard to do. Like, it's not easy to get all of them because okay, the, okay. the time is, like, barely enough. I know, it's, like, a minute and a half? It's... I for think two I minutes? think it's 4 minutes or oh, something is it 4 okay but um especially if you talk to Kefka in the prison he talks for so I long I did
1: I think I did if,
0: I I did eventually If you if you do talk yeah. to him in there like you're not going to get them all hmm, basically Okay okay So like he he his dialogue goes on for so long that it takes yeah. way too much time there's no way you're getting everybody Well and there's a lot of
1: soldiers that just want to fight you they don't yeah, and, they don't want to talk to you Yeah and you so have, you to, just you kill have them. to fight them Ah, this is like the the idea of like everybody has to agree otherwise you know so we end up becoming the executioner (laughs) for all the dissidents of the of the empire you know that still want the long live the empire it's like okay you die and then are you good you'd want you still want to fight okay no right answer and then we keep going you know (laughs) i I like to read
0: that as uh they they just try, they attack us instead of us I attacking know, I know, I know. we just beat them up. Nah, and the then, result and, and, and is then the we same. sit them down
1: and they go to sleep. It's <laughs> the um, Greedo shot first kind yes, of thing, yes, you know, where right. it's like, oh, we'd like to think of it as Han Solo didn't just murder that guy, but. It pretty much was. You
0: know, he kind of. No, that basically, case, that's in what that he was case, doing. Uh, That's exactly what he did. And that's yeah, yeah. aligned with the character, but. Right. We won't get into that, uh, that <laughs> argument today. Okay. Um.
1: Anyway, yeah. Oh, but so Yeah, so Kefka was in prison for war crimes. Yes. And depending on who you talk to, you get concessions, right? There's certain troops will pull out of different cities and yes. you'll get, I think, items and stuff. But
0: yes. Yeah. Um, so this can go several different ways depending on what you say in the conversation, how many guys you talk to, um, things like that. And it'll change a little bit. Like you, you'll they'll take soldiers out of um, like South Figaro. You can ask for that. Mm, I don't think um, I got that. I can't remember what I anyways, did get them. Uh, so. And then there's items. There's items that you can only get by doing this exactly right or mm. whatever. But um, but let's get into the discussion itself. So Gestal, yeah. I've lost my will to fight. And Sid says the emperor's had a change of heart. So Sid said he was gonna go talk to Gestal and convince him. Yes. And it seems he's done that. He has succeeded So Sid says the Espers came to save their friends. When they learned that none of them were alive, they ravaged the entire city. I've never, I'll never forget their shrieks of rage. So the espers went there first, just looking for the ones that never made it back. Matt oh, right, of course. Who had yeah. fallen out. And when they found them all they were, yeah, dead, they were like, not okay, happy. fetch you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, can't blame them. Uh, soldier says, we're hanging up our weapons for good. The war is over. gestalt says, the power of those espers, I had no idea. They'll destroy the entire world if we don't do something. We're utterly helpless against them. We must find a way to calm their rage. So Um, first order of business, imprisoning Kefka
1: is a thing. Ah, You know, I'm thinking about this, though. I would say first order of business is the emperor has to step down, right? That's, that should be the very first thing that you even, if you're talking about anything at all, it's that you're no you're longer not the in anymore. charge, right? <laughs> yeah. But I think of the end of world war two and Japan in particular, where the emperor uh, did not step have to down. step. In fact, he reigned for 50 more years after that. Um And I wonder if there's a connection there with this, where it's like, now. nah, Put the generals in prison, but don't put the emperor in prison, mm. right? Because that's more or less what happened in Japan after the war. Interesting. Um, but I personally would say, hey, the emperor's got to go. Yep. Now, the reason why the allied forces did not force the Japanese emperor to step down was because of how important he was culturally, yeah, right. right? We um, America did not want it to seem like um, Japan was going to lose their culture. It's like, no, we just want your military to not do that anymore. But the culture is strong and vibrant and beautiful and stay, stay like that. Like the United States military purposefully did not bomb certain cities like Kyoto or Nara, um, at least not as much as places like Tokyo or Osaka, because um, those were the cultural heritage sites, right? In fact, Kyoto was presented as a, uh, a one of the places where the atomic bomb was going to be dropped. Mm. And I can't remember who it was. I it might've been MacArthur himself who said, no, 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 we, if this war is going to end, because it was obvious that America was going to win. If this war is going to end, We need to make sure that we don't hit their important cultural targets because we need to convince them that we aren't otherwise we'll have rebellion after rebellion within Japan. Right. Mm. So by leaving the emperor there and leaving most of a lot of their cultural sites intact and allowing that to persist and to continue um, that helped uh, Japan become peaceful. Mm -hmm. Whereas otherwise they would have felt like they need to rebel. And 10, 20 years later, just like with world war one, Germany, that all of a sudden you'd have a new resurgence of, you know, that kind of stuff. So anyways, Long, you know, way to say that leaving the Emperor Ian does have a history, but I just question it in this circumstance, <laughs> especially because we've personally seen Gestalt and I don't know, like he may have a good heart, but sure, do whatever you're going to do, but somebody else needs to be in charge, right? Yeah. Like you can't be the one in charge of all of this. Because even Locke himself after this conversation, he goes, he says like, that guy's, I smell a yeah, rat. Yeah, I a smell a rat is they're, what he says.
0: suspicious of him.
1: And so it's like, okay... Y- if you're at all suspicious, like you, you've got, you need to talk to someone else, put General Leo or even Celeste, have General somebody Leo's else, have you know. somebody else lead at least for this temporary, uh, temporary period yeah. while we try to assess what was happening and whether or
0: not Kefka is just the fall guy for what Gestalt actually wanted. Right. Good points. Good points. Gastel says, friends, let us speak over dinner tonight. So let's get into that. Yeah. He says, imagine all of us here sharing a meal.
1: <laughs> and this is great because sharing a meal is a symbol of unity, yeah. right? Like when you eat together, this is the old saying, you are what you eat, right? Mm-hmm. And then, But then if you and I eat the same food, then we are made of the same thing, right? Like this right. thing is like... You know we become we we gain like a an aspect of unity in that regard and just whenever you invite people over and you have a meal with them there's something special about eating with people yeah it just makes you feel connected in a in a certain way yeah. so it is a big deal and often these like big government summits will have a meal you know it's like a yep. big part of it
0: Yep. it's uh yeah it's good so that evening a banquet was held with the emperor and Sid says, I'll sit with the returners, if that's all right. So he comes to our side of the table, which I thought was interesting. Sid sits yeah. with us on our side of the table instead of over there. Um, Gastel says, at last, we can all uh, be together, sharing a meal at this same table. Let us make a toast. To what shall we raise our glasses? So there's three options. And generally, during these, mm-hmm. if you want like the best result from all of this, yeah, you want to choose the most neutral of the options. That's so kind of what I was one doing. that favors... One side. The empire too much, not one that favors the returners too much, but one that's sort of between them, which is kind of Mm. another abstract way of, of trying to compromise or that's true. That's a good point. Which is kind of cool. That's a cool. I kind of like that. So upon selecting to the empire, right. Uh, well then to the empire or to the returners or to our homelands. So to to our our homelands homelands would be our hometown neutral. I think with this, yeah, the neutral option. So that's generally the one you want to go with in these scenes. Yeah. As you may know, I've imprisoned Kafka for his crime of using poison against Doma. What do you think should be done to him? So leave him in jail, pardon him or execute him. So obviously execute and pardon are the extremes
1: So leave him in jail. jail And I think that's what I said. I think I
0: more or less did this intuitively. Yeah. Just kind of went the neutral sort of path. I see. Well, let him stew in his cell for a while. Then we can decide what to do. Uh, Then he says, I'm truly sorry about what occurred in Doma. No one ever dreamed Kefka would use poison. So you can say what's done is done, which is obviously pro empire, (laughs) pro empire. Yeah, That was inexcusable. Or apologize again. This one's a little harder to tell which one is the in between, but that was inexcusable is the kind of middle option Hmm. rather than saying, apologize again. Like I make you say it again. Like we're going to like rub it in your face. It's more direct. Yeah. um, Hmm. Then he says, I'm terribly sorry about what was done. I promise, promise to punish Kefka severely and to work to eradicate poisons all over the world. (laughs) Wait, I don't think that was in the SNES version either. But it's just, that's funny. <laughs> oh, it's, so
1: it's so it's a poison disarmament. <laughs> that's a it's a noble it's a noble cause. <laughs> well, they'll just... The, oh, the returners geez, will destroy funny. their poison if the empire destroys its poison. <laughs> the trouble is, there are legitimate uses for poison. <laughs> so.
0: Oh, but yeah, that's Um, fine. By the way, with uh, regard to General Celeste, was she an imperial spy? Celeste is one of us, or we trust her whether she spied or not. Mm. So the middle option is Celeste is one of us. Um, And he says, Mm. Kefka was lying. Celeste realized the lunacy of this war long before I did and went over to your side. Was there anything else you wanted to know? So he confirms that she was not spying. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, is there anything else you want to ask? You can ask him about a couple things. Like, why did you start the war? He says, it was all a result of my foolish lust for power. I've come to my senses. Now the second option, why do you want peace now? Because I believe, uh, I now believe that working together is our only hope, which makes sense. Cause freaking (laughs) devastated this whole city. It's (laughs) true. And
1: this is one of the things I wrote down in my notes here. I said, Gastal Gastal so doesn't seem deserving of mercy, but his people are probably deserving of mercy. And you can do one thing to just like, you know, try to get the emperor and be like, hi, you, you know, like you guys are, we're gonna put all these sanctions on and we're gonna make sure that your people aren't doing well because of what you did. But that's punishing the people who are not uh, guilty parties. Yeah.
0: Um. Gastel, the last question is, why did we have to talk to your men? He says, some of my men still do not believe we should have ended the war. I felt they might better understand if they could meet you face to face. I don't understand that, actually. I don't understand <laughs> Well, that. I, I do in the in the sense that they the soldiers would realize, you know, because particularly I, I would think, and, and anybody who's been in the military, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, let's just use, uh, uh, I don't know, a propaganda as an example you know people are sort of led to believe that their enemies are these monsters and like, oh that's and, true and when you actually right. like go see their culture and see these people face to face you realize they're just people like you i see where you're going they, that they're that makes good sense. people or whatever yeah so i yeah. think that's what he's trying to mean with that line Is like if you go talk to them they'll see you not the way we told them you were in our propaganda, but the way that you really are, you know, what
1: would be more powerful though, is Mm -hmm. if the emperor went to them face to face and
0: said, we lied to you.
1: Yes. Right. Right. (laughs) He should be the one saying it, not them. You know, like what you're saying is true, but it's like the empire should be the one anyways,
0: whatever. But you know, gets us prideful. He doesn't want to stoop to that little problem. Yeah. Um, So after he answers all those questions for you, he says, with your permission, I'd like to move on to discussing the espers. So you could say I have a few things to ask, ask and go back and ask all three of those. It just gives you an option to continue asking questions or not. Um, and then he says, the empire has been decimated by the espers that emerged from the sealed gate. They're just too powerful. If we don't do something. They'll tear the entire world apart. And then you can say mm-hmm. they've gone a bit too far. Uh, you're the one who brought them here in the first place. Um, And he says, when the espers came through on their rampage, all of my ambitions faded in an instant. Now I find myself asking why I ever wanted that much power in the first place. Of course, there's no excuse for the atrocities I committed in the name of conquest. By the way, what was that first question you asked me a minute ago? (laughs) I thought this was like
1: a trick question. You need to answer it correctly, right? Right. Yeah. So it sounds really
0: funny and out of place and it is. It's just for but the perfect I ending. I believe that the reason that they do this is to get young readers to pay attention to the text. Mm. Right? It's okay. like it's like Kids might get bored and be trying to skip through yeah, all this, yeah. right? Like, eh, I don't want to like talk. I just want to play the game again. Right. I feel like this is almost kind of a way of getting you to like, hey, reading this is important. You got to pay <laughs> attention to the story. <laughs> nice. <laughs> almost kind of a thing, right? Because, yeah. I mean, it it's just such a non sequitur. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. Oh, well, by the way, what was that thing you said a minute ago? So I think they're just trying to get kids to pay attention. That makes case. sense. That makes sense. But. Um, the collector
1: here is talking about on Patreon. He's talking about how he was in the military oh. and there was similar propaganda about Muslims when he was fighting in yeah, the Middle East. That's what I was and thinking. And it was like, yeah. oh, you know, they they are. Well, I don't want to repeat the propaganda, but they they are monstrous people, right? Yes. And of course, once he got there and met many of them, he realized that they're people just like you yes, and me. Yes. And that if, through meeting them, he was able to uh, not buy into that propaganda. So uh, thank you, the collector, and thank you for your service as well, I suppose. Yeah,
0: that, that's a, that's pretty much exactly what I was thinking about, actually. And I didn't say it out loud, but I was thinking about right. Iraq War. I was thinking about right. that time period, the way that I through the news. Yeah. Yeah. Like the way people being are de- told to think dehumanized. Yeah. You're dehumanizing yeah. and demonizing a whole culture of people. Right. Yeah. And whether or not you, 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 think that there's a problem in that culture due to uh, some of the, um, some of the extremist uh, sects right. of the religion or whatever there might be, the people uh, as uh, the far majority of them are, ju- are great, wonderful, peaceful, kind normal human beings, just like the rest of us who deserve, uh, every chance at happiness that we do. But when you're, when you're getting fed through the news, all of this, it it can, you know, the point is when you meet them face to face, right? Yes, exactly. It's important to meet them face to face and see them as human beings, humanize them again. I think that that's what he was going for with that line, but yeah, that makes sense. Okay. You must be getting tired. Why don't we take a short break? You need to take the break if you want. And that was Sid. Yeah. If hey, you want to actually get the best ending to all this. You oh, can go nice. talk to a guy on the other side. He's like, Hey, battle me. I want. To oh yeah. 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 I yeah. talked. Yeah. To them. I and thought then, that was great. Uh, you kind of resume the
1: talks again after that. That's like, you're tired. <laughs> you should take a break and you go and battle <laughs> and sit back Let's down. Do okay. I got my rest.
0: Yeah. Um, We'd like to test your strength. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, let's see. And then they say as expected. Yeah, just afterwards. as we thought. Yeah. Uh, resume the conversation. Uh, when the banquet continues, either after the ending, uh, the break, whatever the break, Gestahl says, is there anything you want to hear me say? So you can say that you really want peace, that the war is truly over, or that you're sorry. That one's a little harder, too, to tell, like, what's the neutral option mm. there, right? Um, but it is that the war is truly over. All right. I swear right here now that there will be no more fighting. And now I have a favor to ask. Um, He says, after they attacked us, the espers flew off northward towards Crescent Island. We have no way of knowing when they'll decide to go on another rampage. We need to find them and convince them to set aside their aggression before that happens. But considering all that the empire has done for them, or to them, I doubt they'll be willing to listen to us. That's why I need to borrow terrorist power. So once again, they need Terra to talk to the espers and to convince them not to kill everybody.
1: <laughs> I know. And this is like, at some point, I don't know that their plan is working super well, right? <laughs> at some point, it's like, hey, Terra, go talk to the Esper. Ah, it's not working. She turned into a Esper herself. Okay, mm-hmm. Terra, now go talk to them again. Ah, they destroyed the world. Okay, go talk to her a third time. <clears throat> Anyways, it's... um seems like this one plan of using Terra to solve all the problems isn't uh, the best Not line. exactly
0: even coming close to working one time. <laughs> Not even close to working one time. Yeah. It's actually made it worse almost every time. Yeah. But um, I think that's pretty much where we can leave off for this week. Um, I know he kind of calls out General Leo and Celeste, and we'll talk to them a little bit next time. They get on a ship and they go together uh, to go and try and talk to the Espers. So. Um, okay. I would say that for next time, uh, where you'll want to play up to without spoiling anything is I'll call it the floating continent. There's a dungeon, uh, the floating continent. You'll kind of come to the end of that and, uh, fight the boss and see the big scene at the end of that part where you go up. Well, you take the airship up to a floating continent and you do a dungeon there. Um, that's all I will say to avoid spoilers, but play up through the end of that scene and, uh, that will lead us to about the half-ish way mark of the game. So, And what episode will that
1: be? What episode is this? Is this six? I think this is six. So, so. that'll be seven. So probably looking at that,
0: 13, 14. That being said, when I say that, there's it, there it could is be less, less story you're right, you're right. and more game yeah, yeah. in the second half of the game. True, 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 true. <laughs> so so it, we it may might may end 12-ish. up being 12. It might be more like 10, but uh, we'll find out. Cool. Gotcha. But that's where to play up to for next time. So. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. Hope you're enjoying this so far, and we will see you again next week. Peace out.